What is up, Next Level fam? Thank you so much for joining another episode of Health Explained. I'm your host, Alexis Smith, and today we'll be discussing everything you need to know about diaper rashes. I have provider lead and nurse practitioner, Lene Gordon, with me today. We are talking about one of the most common struggles for parents with little ones. That is diaper rashes. Um, thanks for being with me today, Lene. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So tell me, is there a specific age in which diaper rashes are most likely to occur? Yeah, typically diaper rashes occur between 9 and 12 months old, and this is just due to the perfect storm. A lot of these kiddos have trapped moisture and then the friction of the diapers and then scooting around on their bottoms, um, and then increased pH depending on their situation, and it just leads to diaper rashes most commonly uh, before the age of one, but we do see it occasionally in the older kiddos. Okay, and so what exactly causes a diaper rash? Most commonly, it's diarrhea or loose stools or having um, frequent poops, um, sometimes sitting in the diaper too long. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, we see it more in the formula-fed infants, and this is just because it changes the pH of their poop, and okay. we don't see it as frequently with breastfeeding. Um, sometimes if they get an illness and it causes diarrhea, we can see it increase. Um, recent antibiotic use can cause diarrhea, and that also increases their chance of having a yeast infection as their rash. Uh, and then just getting too busy and forgetting to change them because they don't always complain of having a dirty diaper. Yeah, makes sense. So what are some things that you've um, seen kind of work as far as diaper rash prevention tips for, for parents? You know, if you find that you're having a kiddo that has frequent diaper rashes, and I feel like sometimes one kid may and the other may not, um, yeah. silly as it sounds, you may just need to set an alarm um, or come up with regular times throughout the day to change them. Um, the other thing that is kind of interesting is that overcleaning can actually lead to skin breakdown. So when oh. we're changing these diapers, a lot of parents are using somewhat soapy baby wipes that have a fragrance to them and they're scrubbing their skin and this can lead to more frequent rashes. Um, another key is don't use those rough baby wipes or cloths if you feel like your kid's skin is sensitive. So a lot of people will just use warm water and cotton balls instead. Um, and then if you are going to use baby wipes, because that's what most people frequently use because it's easy, uh, try to avoid the ones with fragrance or alcohol. They now make some really nice ones that just have water in them. Um, another couple tips and tricks is if you feel like the poop is just stuck on their skin, instead of having to scrub them, uh, coconut oil and a cotton ball will just wipe the stool right off the bottom with no skin trauma. Oh, and then last but not least, if the rash is just frequent, maybe change the diaper brand or the white brand because some kids just have sensitive skin to whatever chemical is in those ingredients. Great. So when you talk about um, setting a schedule for changing the diaper, um, do you have a preferred schedule? Like how many hours should I let go before changing my kid? I don't think there's a hard set rule, but in general, I mean, I, from experience, I've tried to do it at least every two to three hours. Um, mm -hmm. you know, most kiddos will, you, you know, if they have a poop, but the pee is what becomes problematic because they don't complain and then life passes us by and we forget. So yeah. I would say every two to three hours is reasonable, but if you go over, that's okay. And if it's once every hour, because you're a new mom and it's a newborn, then that may be what you need as well. So I think that it just depends on the kid. Also, one of my kiddos doesn't pee 
after she wakes up for like five hours. And so oh, wow. and the other <laughs> like wakes up <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I think it depends on the kid too. So I think once you kind of get into the depth of it, you'll figure out what works best for you. But sometimes just setting those timers, even every two to three hours, something is better than nothing. Yeah. What are some things that you've seen parents try as a preventative that may actually make things worse? Oh, goodness. Uh, there's, there's a lot. Um, on the list is cornstarch powder, uh, talcum powder, baking soda. Um, I, I know that on the list is boric acid. I've never seen that physically ever in a store. So I don't know that anyone's really doing that anymore. But apparently if it made a list, then someone's using it. So avoid <laughs> boric acid. Uh, again, those fragranced wipes and lotions, um, if there's a fragrance in them, try to try to get rid of those. But I think the most common assumption is that neosporin or the bacitracin antibiotic ointment is okay. And that actually has neomycin in it. And that can cause a contact dermatitis for a lot of people like kids, adults, everyone. Yeah. Um, so avoid neosporin and bacitracin over the counter antibiotic creams. They're, they're not useful. Okay. So we've gone over kind of what not to do. Um, <laughs> how do you treat a mild case of diaper rash? So most important tip is air dry their bottom. Um, this, this cannot be stressed anymore. And this is just something that isn't really reasonable for a lot of moms, I feel mm -hmm. like, because they don't want to take a diaper off of a baby that's not potty trained and then get pee or poof every, everywhere. Yeah. Um, but if you've got a really bad diaper rash or even mild, if you want to get to it fast, put maybe... I don't know, some towels or a waterproof lining down underneath them while they're asleep, take the diaper off, keep them uncovered, air dry the skin. That's going to help number one. But beyond that, of course, everyone wants to put a cream on to try to heal it. And so what you need to know about any any type of paste or cream that you put on their bottom is we prefer barrier creams that are really thick. Okay. Um, my favorite is triple paste medicated ointment, mainly because it's cheap. The reviews are amazing. Um, it's actually really low on the chemical toxin list. It's fragrance free and it is so thick. So it's truly a barrier cream so that if they do peer poop, that it doesn't stick to their skin because the barrier cream is so thick that it prevents that. Yeah. Uh, this Where do you normally get that? Yeah, it can be found on Amazon, but also if you're like desperate, Target has it as well. Okay. There's well. a couple of others that work well. Um, Baby Mantra is one that I like, and then another one called Baby Butts. But all in all, the triple paste medicated ointment is my favorite. Awesome. What about severe cases of diaper rash? Any extra things we should be doing? Yeah, so severe rashes, um, these can get a little bit tricky, and this is where we start seeing these people come into the urgent care setting. Mm -hmm. What you can do first is everything that I said above. Be sure you air dry and try a barrier cream after they are 100% dry. If they're still a little bit moist and you put a barrier cream, you're actually just trapping that moisture. So dry them, barrier cream, and then to that barrier cream, you can actually add, add the hydrocortisone, 1% okay. uh, cream that's over the counter. Um, or if you have breast milk, candy, you can add that in. And studies have shown that the hydrocortisone and breast milk work equally. And you can do that for three to seven days. Um, but yeah, I, it has worked really well for from experience for many rashes. Um, wow. And then if it gets beyond that, the, the kind of cue is if you're worried at all about the way the rash looks, don't hesitate, come on in, let someone take a look at it. Because yeah. I always say trust the mom gut. Um, but if you've got a rash that's continuing beyond the seven days, 
that's when I would say, let someone take a peek at this because then we worry about bacterial infections, yeast infections. Um, and so that's when I would say pop on over to see pediatrician, primary care or urgent care, whatever's convenient. Yeah. Great. And so when you see a diaper rash in the clinic, what do you do as a medical provider? Well, we assess first what the rash looks like. Uh, certain rashes have a certain appearance. And so if it's yeast in nature, you can have something called satellite lesions. And it's just kind of speckled red dots that kind of surround the original rash. Um, then you can have this raw, bright red look. Um, and that can actually be bacterial like strep, like strep throat bacteria. Oh, wow. uh, so what's interesting is if you come in with what appears to be a bacterial strep infection, um, I can actually strep swab the bottom just like we would the throat and do the rapid strep test. And many times it comes out positive for strep A, and then we put them on oral antibiotics along with the topicals and they do well, but that would be easily missed if, if no one evaluated them. Yeah. Okay. So you Oh, sorry. Go ahead. There's a couple of other medicine combinations that are out there uh, as prescriptions. Um, to be honest, most of them are extremely expensive. They're not covered by insurance. Um, sometimes you'll see providers that will prescribe sucrophate or mupirocin, and that's reasonable, and those are cheap in and of themselves. But mm -hmm. I kind of circle back to what we said originally. Just be sure you air dry them, use a very good barrier cream, change frequently, and then make sure that we're not dealing with a bacterial or fungal infection. Um, and, you know, if it is fungal and it looks like that, then there's a topical treatment for that as well, whether it's over the counter or prescription. Um, and you can kind of mix all of those pastes together. Awesome. So you've definitely taught me more about diaper rashes than I ever thought I would know um, <laughs> or need to know. <laughs> um, I, I really appreciate all the all this helpful information. I'm sure that our uh, parents in the audience also appreciate this. Um, is there anything you'd like to add before we jump off this call? No, I don't think so. I think we covered everything. If you have any concern, my, I always defer to use your mom gut and get them seen. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lene, for being here on Health Explained. Uh, we will see you next time. Thank you. Thank you.